to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. I stared at the clouds. Though they were thick, it was obvious where the sun must be behind them. It's twilight, I said. The time when vampires came out to play, when we never had to fear that a shifting cloud might cause us trouble, when we could enjoy the last remnants of light in the sky without worrying that we would be exposed. I looked down to find her staring curiously at me, hearing more in my tone than just the words I'd spoken. It's the safest time of day for us, I explained, the easiest time, but also the saddest in a way, the end of another day, the return of the night. So many years of night, I tried to shake off the heaviness in my voice, Darkness is so predictable, don't you think? I like the night, she said, contrary as usual. Without the dark, we'd never see the stars. Emily! What? We have some new patrons. Again? Again. Again. Yes. Um, the first one I'd like to shout out is Victoria from Texas. New Victoria from Texas. Who was a remember harry potter only but shout out has upgraded to remember everything thank you victoria thank you (laughs) (laughs) kidding and we would also love to welcome madison from utah utah hey what's up come on over hi everybody hi welcome to this (laughs) that's not how we usually start i got real nervous <laughs> my, my name is Marin. My name is Emily. And we are Remember, Remember Twilight. Twilight. And you are listening to an episode of Remember Midnight Sun. 
Yes, today we are talking about chapter 13, Another another complication. Complication. And for all of you who are unaware, this was Marin's first time reading (laughs) this chapter, and she has lots of feelings about it. Here's what I'll say to everybody who just tuned in, push play, listened to our whole intro, da-da-da-da-da, the song, da-da, and now, now you're hearing us talk. I tried to read the beginning line read. And if you heard that and you thought to yourself, boy, Marion's really got some like emotional punches behind this. It's because I I had to start over, what, 15 times because <laughs> I was sobbing. Yeah. I could not stop crying while I was reading that line read. And I was like, these guys have to know. I have to tell our listeners that I, I stopped at chapter 12 when we originally read Midnight Sun because it was the last one and I stopped at chapter 12 this time because that's only as far as I got before we had an interview with the lovely Stephanie Meyer. I was supposed to read the whole book but I just I was too busy and I couldn't get through it. Stuff was happening in my life but I read this chapter today and was very overwhelmed and very sad and then I came down here and I was like I'm gonna be just fine and sobbed through the whole line <laughs> read and then Emily was like well I think that's how all of the episodes for the rest of Midnight Sun are gonna go so I apologize if I get very very husky sounding and cryy sounding and have to start over but um no secret everybody I love Edward Cullen and I just think he's wonderful and beautiful and it made me really sad (laughs) so so last week what even was uh they were talking hanging (laughs) out getting to know each other a little bit edward admitted his circus past (laughs) he did confess his (laughs) old circus ways and also he did a first face touch of Bella and then his hand hurt all day all day long but like still feel it like hurts so good you know what I mean yeah yeah so (laughs) one half hour later (laughs) (laughs) right so after he gets yelled at and hangs out with Alice for a little bit he (laughs) heads straight back to Bella's of course doesn't feel bad about it anymore well yeah because she's your girlfriend now Mm -hmm. it's fine and he has to go and practice sniffing her still um what do they say how many hours before you can be considered a professional at something I think it's 10,000 so he's just working on getting those (laughs) 10,000 breaths in (laughs) also I learned in this that Edward likes pain he likes it he's like i was there to burn my throat as much as possible i mean anything for bella yeah dude he's into it and um if you guys remember from twilight (laughs) this is the the night when bella has a certain dream (laughs) and edward's point of view upon first reading it i was like oh man he didn't notice Upon oh. second reading it, I was like, yeah. this definitely is canon now. Thank you very much. <laughs> he says that there was no peace in Bella's dreams. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, she was twitching restlessly. Uh-huh. And she was whispering his name over and over. Listen to me. That's That's some good. Also... <laughs> The 
overwhelming chemistry from biology class was present again in the room. (laughs) And even stronger. (laughs) And she seemed to feel it too. Oh, she felt it. She is feeling it. That girl feels the pull. The physical pull, the overwhelming chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Bella wakes up more than one time. That's what happens. Uh, every time she wakes up, though, she puts her head under her pillow and groans, groans and groans. <laughs> Edward is concerned by all this waking up, though, so he goes and he sits in the darkest corner of her room. <laughs> And luckily, she doesn't catch him. She even gets up one time to go and get some water. He goes unnoticed, though. So, you know, all is well. And he goes, I wished there was some action I could take. (laughs) You're just going to stop there? I mean... (laughs) She would not say no. She would not. She would say a enthusiastic yes she does like you (laughs) and she doesn't care about anything else but he's like I have to only watch and finally Bella stops with her sexy dreams and as it becomes warning Edward goes outside to his tree and he holds his breath he's gonna (laughs) hold that Bella scent in his lungs until he next sees her i have a name pitch for bella's scent Mm. i know that there's already a perfume that has this name but it is so fitting for bella's perfume it's obsession (laughs) edward cullen true obsession (laughs) by edward cullen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we need to make stickers of that (laughs) a perfume bottle it's a beach like a sticker like yeah (laughs) obsession yes so he listens to their morning she's having breakfast with charlie and edward practices his charlie mind reading and he's like i still can't get it um i'm i get pretty close and i'm pretty sure what he's thinking about but i still can't quite tell and he wishes that charlie's parents were still alive so he could go study them (laughs) cool idea that's i wish charlie's parents were still alive too i I wish that bella had some good like grandparents right grandparent her (laughs) she just has carlisle (laughs) (laughs) so edward can tell that charlie is a little bit worried about bella and he thinks that he is worried about her spending time in seattle by herself and as he listens to their conversation Bella does not tell Charlie of her new plans, and this makes Charlie, he's worried that she's going by herself. He's worried that she's not going to the dance, and he wonders if she's sad about this. He wonders if boys at school are being mean to her, and he doesn't know what to do, and so Charlie decides he'll give Renee a call for some advice. (laughs) I... Ugh, I'm always deeply disappointed that Bella doesn't just open up and tell Charlie everything. It would solve so many problems. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you can trust the chief. Bella can. He would. He'd be like, "Whatever you need." Mm-hmm. 
So while Charlie's getting ready to leave, Edward runs home and gets his car. And as Charlie pulls out of the driveway, Edward pulls into the driveway (laughs) to sit and wait for Bella. And he listens into the house and he can see her in the curtain. And then he hears her stumbling footsteps coming (laughs) down the stairs. And I just never want Edward to listen to my stumbling (laughs) steps ever. He is not, like, judgy of it, though. I know, but then he knows, oh. and it's uncomfortable. You are, Bella. <laughs> he's so sweet about it. You know, he in the next paragraph, he's like, I stayed in my seat rather than get out to hold the door for her, as I perhaps should have. But I thought it was more important to watch. She never acted the way I expected, and I needed to be able to anticipate correctly. There have been a few times up till now where he's, like, he's guessed wrong, and he's like, hurt her or grabbed her or done something that he shouldn't have done and he's just like I can't do that I have to just literally sit as still as I can and let her do whatever she's going to do because she's unpredictable Mm -hmm. and when I was when I first read these books I was I was always really bothered that Edward didn't like walk to the door and walk her to the door and like at the end of a date he just lets her get out and go to the house and he doesn't like ring the doorbell to pick her up until He's there to actually pick her up when Charlie knows. And it always bothered me. But now I'm like, oh, he's just it's him being like super careful. He knows he's supposed to. He wants to. He just can't. Yeah. He doesn't want to over help her and end up hurting her because, yeah, Yeah. she's a wild cannon. (laughs) So Bella comes over to the car. She gets in. She's wearing a dark coffee colored turtleneck. And Edward really wishes she was wearing the ugly sweater instead. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I read this. And my kids were like, what? And I was like, Edward Cullen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's like, I'm, I'm supposed to be paying attention to how she responds to things. But instead, I'm overwhelmed with my own. He's so happy when they're together, even with everything going on. And now it's time for him to take his new fresh Bella obsession scent. Um, <laughs> so he breathes it in and he says, good morning. How are you? I want to know if anybody else out there, including you, Emily, did anybody, did you guys know, did we know that Edward was struggling this much? I never had an inkling that he was struggling this much. I just was like, yeah, he's Edward Cullen. He's been around a long time. He's smooth. He's smart. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to handle the situation. I was completely wrong. He's so insecure and nervous and scared about this. And I never anticipated that. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why I'm so shook. I'm so just like, I don't know how to handle this because it's completely different than I ever anticipated it being. Yeah. I mean, ever since we first read Midnight Sun with Twilight, of course, we picked up on it there. But the first couple of times it was like Edward's untouchable and literally is perfect. Like it's exactly mm-hmm. how Bella saw him. Yeah. Mm. It, it got to me. <laughs> she says that she's good. He says, you look tired. And she's like, well, I couldn't sleep. <laughs> and he's like, haha, neither could I. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I guess you. I probably slept a little bit more than you did. And he's like, probably. And then she asks him what he did last night. <laughs> and he, he laughs and he says, not a chance. It's my day to ask questions. And I really wish that we had like textual 
spell it out that he knows what kind of dreams she was having. I do too. But but we don't get that. No, we would never. Even though we can definitely tell by context clues, (laughs) Edward won't even think it to himself. No, he will not. Um, He is a gentle man. Yes. Bella is a concern about what exactly (laughs) Edward would want her to answer. And... (laughs) I get that. But Edward's like, I literally want to know every single thing about her. But he starts off easy. This right here, the next few pages of this beautiful book are, this is the friendship that people don't know about and that they dismiss. People who don't know Twilight, who haven't taken the time to read it and think about it and who have only seen the movies, they this is what they missed, is this beautiful growing friendship and how they both think that each other is funny they both see each other's insecurities, and it's really oh, it's so beautiful to see them get along like this and actually grow a connection and a friendship. Yeah, the only like inkling that we get from the movies about this is that time when we can't actually hear their dialogue. We just see them talking to each other for like three seconds, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to infer from that three-second clip that they know <laughs> everything about each other. <laughs> and that they're in love. Yep. So he asks... He asks her what her favorite color is, and she's like, well, it changes. And so he's like, well, what's your favorite color today? And she goes, well, probably brown. (laughs) And Edward's like, brown. And she's like, yeah, brown. You know, it's warm. Everything that's supposed to be brown here is just green, and I miss brown. (laughs) Brown's cool. And Edward's looking at her, and he looks at her eyes, and he goes... I realized that brown was my favorite, too. Oh, my gosh. You love brown. I love brown. <laughs> you give me cookie, I give you cookie. Give me cookie, give me cookie, man. <laughs> um, This makes Bella blush a little bit, and she becomes a hair curtain. <laughs> and so Edward has to very gently reach out and move her hair curtain aside oh so he can look at her face some more. Imagine. Oh, I this made my stomach like f- want to fly out of my body. <laughs> Imagine spending your entire life not ever being noticed by anyone at all. And then suddenly there's this guy who's gorgeous and smart and funny and he adores you and he wants to look at your face. And he literally grabs your hair and swishes it behind <laughs> your back. Yes. Yeah. A big throw up. I'm going to ladybird it out of here now. Thank Just you. Right out the door. I'm good for the rest of my life. That was more <laughs> attention than I ever exactly. thought about. They are to school and he parks next to Rosalie and he asks her what CD is in her CD player right now. <laughs> And so she's like, oh, it's Linkin Park, this one. And Edward's like, uh, uh, this one? Okay, <laughs> same, but weird. And he asks her what her favorite song on the album is, which she surprisingly does know. And she says, with you. I probably don't know what the song is. I don't know it. I definitely don't know what it is by the title. Yeah. So, dear Linkin Park fans, do you feel like this song is a Bella song? (laughs) I want your insight. Well, I don't know if Bella actually likes the song, but what he asked was, what was your 
Uh, hold on which a is your favorite which song. is your favorite song and so it's not like she like she's answering what's her favorite song on the album right I, and like she makes it clear in twilight that she's just kind of like it's screamy music and i don't really know it or understand it the only the only reason she's learned it is because she's like she had it on repeat all night long and so it's in her brain so yeah yeah i just want to know like why she would she it, say that one over the other ones yeah that's a good cue i i want to know i I guess I better listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> so Edward thinks of all of the lyrics of that song, which is an Edward brag. And he's like, why that one? And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, okay, <laughs> cool. What's your favorite movie? And she's like, I don't know. I don't think I can pick just one. And he's like, well, what are your favorite movies? And she's like, okay, <laughs> here we go. Are you ready? <laughs> this is more Emily. <laughs> Not the specific movies, but the fact that Emily has a list of favorite movies. Yes, I have to be allowed freedom <laughs> when answering this question as well. Yep. She says that she likes Pride and Prejudice, the six-hour version. Never seen it. N- me neither. She says Vertigo. Never seen it. Me neither. And Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Saw it a million years ago. I've never seen it. And she can't think of any more other than that. And he's like, well, just tell me when you think of them. So let's move on to scents. And she says lavender or clean laundry. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. And then she thinks about something for a second and she (laughs) blushes again. Oh, yeah. Because she's thinking about the way Edward smells. Mm -hmm. And he's like, is there more? And she's like, "Mm -mm, nope. (laughs) Those are the only scents I like. And just your breath. What? Mm -hmm. Mm Hmm. Edward's confused. He's like, why would she not tell me a smell that she likes? But <laughs> I guess we'll move on. And so he asks her what candy she likes best. And she's like, I love black licorice and Sour Patch Kids. And then he smiles at her enthusiasm. And I want everybody to know I am also enthusiastic about candy. <laughs> me too. Not I, black licorice, but yeah. I can get behind a Sour Patch Kid. I like both. I like black licorice a lot. And I like Sour Patch Kids a lot. <laughs> Give me candy. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Uh, they get to her class and everyone else is already in there. And so she kind of was like, I need to go to class, but you're here. <laughs> and he asks her another question about where she would like to travel most. And he, you can just tell that this is another question that has many answers to it. And he notices that she's a little twitchy. And so he's like, you think about that and go to class and we'll Ugh. continue later. And so she runs inside. Edward goes over to his own class. And he's disappointed that no one talks to Bella (laughs) during first period. He just has to watch her staring off, (laughs) thinking about stuff. (laughs) She's thinking about where she wants to go. She's thinking about her movies, her scents, her books. She's thinking about all Mm -hmm. of her stuff. Yes. And so after first period, he runs to her next class so he can meet her in the hall. And she comes out. I have to close my book at that because it's too sweet. Everyone is staring at them. But Bella just like zooms right to his side and is like ready to continue this conversation. And she's like, Beauty and the Beast. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. And the Empire Strikes Back. I know it's cliche, but. And he's like, no, it's fine. People like it for a reason. They do. It's the dark one. It's the good one. It's the, the, dark ones it's the Han the Solo ones, one. <laughs> yes, That's exactly. The and as they walk to her next class, he says, we fell into step already. It felt natural to shorten my stride to lower my head so it was closer to hers. Mm. 
And he's like, did you think about uh, the traveling question? And she's like, yes. I want to go to Prince Edward Island. Also, I want to go to New York. And I want to try hailing a cab while I'm there. (laughs) But if it's literally I can go anywhere, I want to go to England. Cute. And he's like, all right, this makes sense. And tell me about your favorite places that you've already been. And this list, not as exciting. She's like, well, I really liked Santa Monica Pier. Although we really did mostly just stay in Arizona. My mom loves to visit haunted places. (laughs) So we went to all the ghost towns. Um, We never saw any ghosts, though. She blamed it on me. (laughs) Also, my mom likes the Renaissance Fair. And my mom likes to go to the Golden Canyon every year. And we went to see horses at this place. And that was cool. Hmm. Interesting. And he asks, well, what's the farthest from home you've ever been? And she's like, here. And I guess the farthest east I've been is Albuquerque. And the farthest west I've been is La Push. <laughs> and she's thinking about La Push. Or so Edward imagines she's thinking about La Push. And he's like, so you've never left the country? And she goes, not yet. And Edward is a little surprised by this. He's like, I know she's only 17. But she she hasn't even left the country. How in the world could she know what she wants? He's not wrong. Mm-hmm. She's, yeah, she's extremely young. It's very hard. Yeah. Nope. Yep. <laughs> Get it. Yep. What is this? It's Gattaca, a movie. she it's a says. Movie. And she's like, have you seen it? And Edward's like, yeah, I liked that one, too. <laughs> and she's like, well, what's your favorite movie? And he's like, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> And she's like, seriously, I'm so boring. You must be out of questions. No. And he's like, nope. Yeah, no. I'm not bored at all. I love this. And I want everybody to know that I am just as interested in Bella as Edward is. After all these years, after all these years of thinking that I knew Bella, but wanting to actually know her better, I finally am getting to know Bella better. Thank you, Stephanie. Right? It's so wonderful. <sighs> I am so interested in her. I want this to go on for an, the entire chapter nonstop. I want mm-hmm. to know every single thing about Bella. Agreed. So he's like, well, tell me about books, <laughs> which is a great open. It's not your favorite books. It's not what book you're reading. Tell me about <laughs> your about books. Good job, Edward. <laughs> and she's like, don't make me choose a favorite. <laughs> he's like, I won't. Tell me everything you like. And she's like, okay, well, I like Little Women. Okay, me too. And Stephanie also. When <laughs> Stephanie I asked, also. I asked Stephanie specifically about her books that make her feel like home. And she said Little Women is one of them. And I was like, me too. That's That was my favorite book for years and years and years. Um, she says that she reads it every year. It's a Christmas book, IMO. <laughs> <laughs> Everything by Austin, except for Emma. And he's like, well, why not? And Bella's like, she's so full of herself. Um, She loves Jane Eyre. She loves anything by any Bronte. She loves <laughs> To Kill a Mockingbird, Fahrenheit 451, The Chronicles of Narnia, especially Voyage of the Dawn Treader. She loves Gone with the Wind. She loves a million other authors. <laughs> and... um. This is all making very much sense to Edward. 
And she's like, do you want me to keep going? And he's like, yes. <laughs> and so she's like, we kept a bunch of so-and-so in the house. And I love the Shakespeare, but mostly the comedies. Everything by Agatha Christie. So-and-so and so-and-so. Blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Also, this book called Tooth and Claw. Um, and then she can't remember more. And he says that she looked a little stressed. <laughs> and he's like, well, that's enough for now. And would you believe it? She mentioned a book Edward has never read before. He also has no idea what tooth and claw could be about. I hope it's about a cat. I don't know. (laughs) It better be, but I think I'm going to check it out and read it. (laughs) Bella likes it that much. Mm -hmm. Um, Edward is compiling all of his new facts about Bella into... A Bella puzzle and he's like there's still so many pieces that I'm missing but it's nice to get started on this we're getting the borders and I found some of the corner pieces now (laughs) she's like oh somewhere in time I love that movie and he's like I don't (laughs) (laughs) and then he moves on to music and she blushes and he's like, what? And she's like, well, I don't really like music. And the Lincoln Park CD was a gift from Phil. And he's like, okay, well, what <laughs> what do you listen to aside from things that Phil gives you? And she says, well, mostly just music that my mom played. And he's like, so classical music? She's like, yeah, plus like Simon and Garfunkel Check. and Neil Diamond Check. and Joni Mitchell Check. and John Dever, Check. Denver, that kind of thing. Me too. But my mom just <laughs> listened to the music that her mom listened to. Mm. And then she gets a thought in her head <laughs> and she says to him, remember those definitions of scary we talked about before? Until you've heard my mom and me trying to hit the high notes in Phantom of the Opera, you've never known true fear. <laughs> How much do you want really to see cute. Bella having fun like that? Right. That's another aspect of Bella I, d- I don't, s- I never thought of or saw. I would love to see her just like trying to sing that <laughs> high E at the it's end. It's so high up there. <laughs> just them <laughs> just screeching and her laughing. Bella. Edward, too, he thinks about how Mm -hmm. he wishes that he knew what car they were driving and what Renee looked like. And so he could visualize it because there's no way he could ever be there with her, listening to her singing badly and (laughs) watching her smile in the sun. Oh, man. Edward, shut up. (laughs) So then he's like, well, what's your favorite TV shows? And Bella's like, I don't watch a lot of TV. And I'm like, Bella... (laughs) you're missing out on the tv (laughs) um so then we get a like a quick answer around here and he's like well do you like coke or pepsi and she says dr pepper yes and he says your favorite ice cream and she says cookie dough and he says pizza and she says cheese and he says football team and she goes, I hate sports. Yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the ballet or the opera? And she's like, ballet, I guess. I've never been to the opera. And then Edward thinks to himself, I was not unaware that this list I was compiling had a use besides just learning to understand as much as I could of her. I was also learning things that might please her gifts I might give her, places I could take her, 
little things and bigger things. And this is why it breaks Edward's heart so much that Bella won't let him give her anything. Because he wants to give her everything that she wants. And she doesn't know that. Like, to Bella, she just sees everything as a price tag. And Edward just sees it as an experience they share together. (laughs) They just have, like, different love languages right there. Yeah. Yeah. He asks her what her favorite gemstone is, and she says topaz, and then she's like, oh, no, I just said topaz. <laughs> and he's like, why are you embarrassed about that? And she's like, well, you see, <laughs> it's the color of your eyes today, and I guess if you ask me in two weeks, I might say onyx. <laughs> Guys. Mm. And then he goes, just as my favorite color was now, a deep chocolate brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. Oh, my gosh. Um, her shoulders had slumped and suddenly I recognized her posture. It was just the same as yesterday when she'd hesitated to answer my question about whether she believed she cared more for me than I did for her. So Edward's like, uh, stop making <laughs> Bella feel embarrassed about things and goes back to answer to asking her questions. Um, and he says, Perhaps my obvious fascination with every detail of her personality would convince her of the obsessive level of my interest. Newsflash, it does not. You have to tell people. (laughs) Just say it. That you like them, Edward Cullen. Yep. He asks her about flowers and she says, Dahlia's for looks, lavender and lilac for fragrance. And he's like, okay. Um, I know you don't watch sports, but did you ever play sports? And she's like, (laughs) only when they made me. (laughs) And he's like, so your mom never put you in soccer? And she's like, no, she did try to put me in a dance class once, but that was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) And here's where Bella suddenly is like, I will tell you specific details about this part of my life, even though I'm telling you vague details about everything else. I get that. It's like, this is a thing that I think is funny now reflecting on it. So I can tell you that I think it's funny. But if it's something currently happening, mm -mm, yeah, no. Mm -hmm. Um. She's like, I did Girl Scouts too, um, and my mom only put me in that dance class because it was convenient, but convenience was not worth the mayhem. <laughs> and Edward's like, really? And she's like, yeah, if I could call my teacher, she would tell you. <laughs> um, then Bella looks around, everyone is getting up, and so she stands up automatically and puts her backpack on. And so Edward grabs her food and puts it on her tray. By the way, they're at lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I missed that chunk. And so he goes to take her tray to the garbage and she's like, I've got it and takes it back and is like, don't try to take my tray. (laughs) Stop taking care of me. And Edward's like, okay, she still won't let me do anything for her. Got it. So they walk to biology and Edward's like, okay, (laughs) It's another movie day. So he (laughs) purposefully sits a little bit farther away from Bella and sits down and he's like, but would it be the worst thing if I held her hand? Uh, No. And then he's like, don't do it. He's got all these overwhelming (laughs) cravings. Mm. Mm -hmm. So Edward and Bella just both hunched down for the movie. And Bella doesn't look at him even one time. (laughs) Uh, The lights turn back on. 
Bella sighs from relief and Edward's like, what is she doing? (laughs) She's so weird. Why? Like the reason I have to like not touch her is so I don't kill her. She shouldn't be worried about anything like that. Like what possibly could be her motivations for behaving how I am? (laughs) Edward, you're acting like a big weirdo. She's afraid. (laughs) (laughs) You've told her 300 times that you shouldn't be friends. Right. Also, she wants to touch your hand. Real bad. They walk to Jim. They do their new routine of Edward (laughs) touches a part of Bella's face and then walks away very quickly without saying anything. This time, though, she leaned into his caress. She did. She loved it. And he was like, this is another kind of answer. A big yes, you big dummy. (laughs) So Edward runs to Spanish. <laughs> Emmett's already there. So is Ben. Ben luckily doesn't have it out for Edward. Ben went and talked to Angela and was like, let's go out. And Angela's like, yes, please. <laughs> so Ben's like, okay, as long as Edward doesn't like try anything, we're cool. I'm kind of, <laughs> it's good that I overheard what he was saying. So that's nice. And Bella doesn't do anything in gym. <laughs> and... Mike is thinking about how he just, I guess, needs to let Bella date Edward. Oh, I guess. Finally. I guess. Even though it seemed to just literally happen overnight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have a question, though. Yeah. Does she just lean against the wall with her arms folded and one leg up? Probably. That's what I did. Yeah. (laughs) She might, I mean, she might just be walking around the perimeter. Yeah, you just walk. Mm -hmm. Coach, can I just walk today? Laps. Laps, please. Slow laps. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Edward gets really sick of listening to Mike, though, and he's like, I didn't try and coerce her into dating me. Like, it was all Bella's choice. It was always Bella's choice. If she told me to leave, I would have left. And so he stops listening to Mike and kind of starts to listen to the room that he's in. And then, oopsie daisies, (laughs) he hears what Emmett's thinking about. (laughs) Emmett! You big dummy. And Emmett or Edward clamps his teeth so loudly <laughs> that there are people sitting a ways away from him that turn and look to see what the noise was. Oh, good. Edward is a, a clenched fist. I have to think about standing still. <laughs> so I don't punch my brother in the face. And Emmett's like, I'm sorry. I was trying not to think about that. And Edward looks at the clock and he's like, 15 minutes till I can punch him. <laughs> and Emmett's so like, funny. I promise I didn't mean anything by it. I thought it was funny. This is going to be the easiest bet I ever <laughs> win. I'm on your side. Listen, it's fine. I don't know why they're betting against Alice. Anyway, and Edward's just like literally counting down every like 30 seconds of the next 15 minutes. And Emmett's like, it wasn't serious. It's not even about the girl. And I think Emmett's the only one who calls Bella the girl this time. He so is. that's he, progress. He calls her the girl. And then later, Esme calls her this girl. But Edward calls her Bella yeah. consistently. Finally. Edward. Only took you half the book. <laughs> <laughs> Emmett continues with his thought and uh, explanation about how Edward knows how Rosalie is, and she's still mad, and even though she's mad, she's still rooting for you. And Edward's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. As if Rosalie wouldn't be happy if I oopsie-daisied. 
Gross, Rosalie. Um, and just killed Bella tomorrow. <laughs> That's what they're betting on. And Emmett's like, well, you know, Jasper, he just, he wants you to mess up so he's not the weakest link. <laughs> um, it's really annoying that you're so good at this whole self-control thing. And... Edward's like, I can't believe that they're taking bets on this. And also that they're treating Bella like she doesn't even matter. She's not even part of the equation of this bet. They just think it's funny to bet on whether or not I'll kill her. I think it's interesting. Okay. So Emmett, he's just Emmett. And he's like, I'm, you know what? He's so funny. And, you know, they're like, I bet he, I bet he kills her. And then they're like, no, no way he's going to kill her. Alice is like, no trust me and uh, Emmett's like my bet mm-hmm. and like he didn't think to himself this is gonna hurt Edward's feelings but the other ones literally don't even care like they don't care they didn't like think to themselves Edward must be spending his entire life <laughs> looking at this girl for some reason why not I mean like I cannot wrap my mind around this are they just like not thinking about him at all this is all about this human it bothers me. Yeah. Because they, they're such a tight family and they love each other so much. And I feel like if the tables were turned and one of them fell in love with somebody who was still a human, Edward, because he can read their mind, he would be like, oh my gosh, no, we have to like support this and not be mean about it. But because they don't know what's going on, they're just like, eh, he'll probably kill her. And that yeah. hurts him so bad. He's mm-hmm. like so heartbroken about this. Yeah. It bothers me. Jasper, yeah. stop it. Uh, so Emmett's like, don't take it personally. If you want me to back out of it, I will. And Edward's like, there's no point of being mad about this. I can't blame them because they don't understand. How could they? But I mean, they know you're spending oh my gosh. all of your time with her. He hasn't been home in weeks. Mm-hmm. And when he is home, he's just moodily playing the piano. And then he leaves again. Like that's this is big. This mm-hmm. is a big thing happening to him, and they're just like not caring about Bella, who's literally the most important thing in his life now. Yeah. Um. He's like, I don't have time to fight with Emmett about this. I have to go find Bella when she's done with Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and so the bell rings, and Edward zooms out of the class, and Emmett's like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> he meets her outside of Jim, and she comes right over again all smiles and he's like everything is so much easier when I'm with her mm-hmm. all my doubts and torments seemed to lift from my shoulders and Edward gets <laughs> straight back to business and is like <laughs> tell me about your house and she's like well my house or Phoenix or my house here and he's like yes <laughs> <laughs> everything please go uh, They've walked over to the car. He opened the door. She gets in. And when they're sitting in the lo- in the car alone together, she seemed to relax. And so Bella's like, well, have you ever been to Phoenix? And he's like, no. <laughs> no. And she's like, oh, yeah, the sun does something to you. And he's like, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Mm-hmm. And then he's thinking to himself, well, there's the sun, but there's also the fact that it's by all of those aggressive southern clans, and that's not something I want to start <laughs> talking about right now. And so he's like, tell me about it. And so she's like, okay. And we literally get like three pages worth 
of description about Phoenix. You know what this is? This is, is Stephanie. It's Stephanie's love letter to Arizona. It is. She wrote, she used, and I'm glad she did it. She took this book that she wrote for her mom and she wrote about herself and all the things that she loves and all the things that she likes. And then she wrote a great big huge love letter to the place that she loves where mm-hmm. she grew up to Arizona. And I think it's so beautiful. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so she's like, so the city is mostly fat, mostly flat. There's a few baby skyscrapers, but I lived far away from those. Phoenix is huge. You can drive through suburbs all day. It's not soft and squishy like it is here. Everything is hard. And Edward's like, but you like it. And she's like, yes, I love how open it is. It's all sky. The valley is a big shallow bowl and it just feels like it's filled with sunlight all the time. Mm. The plants look like art. There's lots of angles, but they're open too. And nothing can really hide there. And I've got to Bella's house. And so he parks. And she's like, it does rain occasionally, but it's mostly thunder and lightning and flash floods. Not like the drizzle. And it also smells better there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that like desert smell. I mean, we live in a desert. We live in Utah. It's not as hot and deserty as Arizona, but God, when it smells like rain, I love it. Uh, The difference here is we have that big stinky lake. Yeah, the lake is So whenever it rains, it just smells like stinky lake to me. (laughs) I'd love to know what Arizona smells like. Yeah, but when we've been down like. in like Moab and yeah. St. George and it rains, uh, it's just everything smells so clean and beautiful. That's what she says. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. Yeah. Like clean desert. Mm-hmm. Um, She talks more about like the plants and the animals and <laughs> how the colors are different and how hot it gets and... She really made me want to go there. I should. I've been to Phoenix before for one day. It was like a band competition or something. And I thought it was really beautiful. Uh, I liked how every yard had palm trees and rocks instead of grass. Yeah. Um, And it just, it was hot. And I love being hot. I love that. Mm -hmm. He asks her where her favorite place was to spend time. And she says the library. I could Mm -hmm. live there. And he says, where else? And she's like, well, I had this one park I liked to go to in the summer. And there was another park we liked to go to in the winter. Nothing very exciting, though. And Edward says, I think it sounds lovely. (laughs) I don't remember much about my childhood. And she's like, that sounds hard and weird. And he's like, yeah, it's all I know. And she sits and thinks for a while. And she doesn't say anything, so he's like, what are you thinking? And she's like, well, I have a lot of questions, but I know (laughs) today is your day. And he says, today is my day at the same time. (laughs) And then they both laugh at the same time. And Edward says, I was so entertained. I was nearly oblivious to the pain in my throat. Oh, my gosh. It just wasn't as interesting to think about as she was. And so she goes, have I sold you on Phoenix yet? And he's like, well, maybe I need a little more persuasion. And so she continues and she tells him about her favorite tree and how in the springtime it gets yellow fuzzy pom-poms on it. (laughs) 
And she says they smell amazing. I wish they made a candle of it. It's one of my favorite scents. It has to be our Bella candle. Yes. <laughs> I don't tell, know what this I'm going to tell Mariah is. to find it for me. Um, she's like, the sunsets are amazing. You'll never see anything like it here. Um, even in the middle of the day through this. Even in the middle of the day, though, the sky. That's the main thing. It's not blue like the sky here. It's brighter. It's paler. Sometimes it's almost white. There's just so much more sky there that you can see a million stars. You really ought to check it out some night. <laughs> what Bella hasn't spent, apparently, is an overnight trip at La Push because I'm certain oh you can gosh. see as many stars there as you can in Phoenix. The most beautiful night I've ever had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he goes, it's beautiful to you. And she's like, yeah, it's not for everyone, I guess. She says, I like the minimalism. It's an honest sort of place that doesn't hide anything. And Edward's like, yeah, I guess there is a lot of stuff hidden from her here. I wonder if she knows just how much is hidden from her. Like me <laughs> in the tree over there. Also in that night. corner in her bedroom. <laughs> and he's like, you must miss it. And she's like, I did it first. Um, but I guess I got used to it here. <laughs> yes that's what's <laughs> happening uh-huh and he's like well tell me about your actual house there and she's like it looks like every other house literally except on the inside the inside is straight out of the 70s because mom's not big on renovations i'm with renee on that but i'll tell you what i'm not with renee on shag carpet no oh. everything every <laughs> single thing else that she has done to this house like um, when Edward goes, what's your bedroom like? And she's like, now or when I lived there? And he's like, now. And she goes, I think it's a yoga studio or something. My stuff is in the garage. Renee, your child is still in high school. She's not even a senior yet. She's a junior in high school. And I understand that she moved to be with her dad but you don't the second she moves out you turn her room into a yoga studio what if she wants to come back and then edward says what if you want to come back and she goes i guess we'll just shove the bed back in there somehow i did not think i could be more incensed and disgusted by renee and yet here we are yeah it's such a the contrast between Bella's bedrooms as far as Charlie's house and Renee's house goes. Charlie did not touch her bedroom from the second she was a baby. Her crib is was still in her bedroom. Oh, yeah. And so then, so Charlie has two rooms in his house. One for him, one for Bella. That's it. He never mm-hmm. moved out of that house. He never bought something new. He had his room in Bella's room. Renee has a three-bedroom house in Arizona and one of the bedrooms is hers, and it probably is the master bedroom with the bathroom attached. Mm-hmm. The second bedroom is the craft room. The third, and what feels like from Bella's description, is the smallest room in the house is Bella's bedroom. Mm-hmm. And now it's not even her bedroom anymore. Yep. I am angry about this. Yep. Um, yeah, she's like, I had a narrow... It's a narrow room. There was a twin bed and a dresser and a tight aisle in between. There was a tiny walk-in closet, but I had to keep all my stuff in it so you couldn't actually walk into it. 
And then she's like, my room here is bigger and less of a disaster, but that's because I haven't been here long enough. And Edward's like, yes, I do not know what your bedroom (laughs) looks like here. Of course. (laughs) She says that the ceiling fan in her room was broken, so only the light worked. But she had a fan and she would keep her fan on all night and that it was a lot better for her sleep than the rain because the rain's not consistent enough. I guarantee you the week that Bella moved out, Phil went in and fixed that ceiling fan because Renee wanted it on while she did yoga in there. Absolutely. It got hot. Turn, will you fix it? I'll fix it, honey. You live in Phoenix. You have to. It's just. My effing G. <laughs> I'm so mad. Hmm. I mean, no wonder she wants to stay in Forks. Yeah. She's got this hottie boyfriend her own like space it's beautiful her Mm -hmm. dad oh my gosh a a truck right freedom right like I understand why she loves her mom her mom was really fun to hang out with they went and did things yeah they had adventures all the time so much fun but that it was only fun yeah if you weren't like actively on vacation yeah you were the parent that's what like, Renee did. She yeah. lived a perpetual vacation with Bella. Yep. Oh, I hate it. Yep. <sighs> so at the so Bella mentions rain, and so Edward looks up at the sky, and Bella thinks that um, he's like <laughs> over listening to her, and she's like, "Why are you finished?" And he's like, "Not even close." <laughs> no. <laughs> but Charlie's gonna be here soon, and she's like, "Charlie, oh, oh yeah. my gosh, Charlie!" <laughs> she's like, "What time is it?" Um, she looks at the clock, and Edward just looks back up at the clouds. And here's where I just, <laughs> for the fourth time, to start sobbing in this chapter. Yeah, he's like, "It's twilight. It's the time when vampires came out to play. When it, we never had to fear that a cloud might move and sparkle us, and then we'd be exposed." And he looks back over to Bella, and he's like, well, it's the safest time of day for us and the easiest time, but it's also sad, the saddest because it's the end of another day, the return of the night. And he's like, darkness is so predictable, don't you think? And Bella's like, I like the night. Without the dark, we'd never see the stars. Bella. <laughs> Bella. And um, she's like, not that you see them much here. <laughs> and Edward laughs. And he's like, okay, so <laughs> she's not in love with Forks yet. Um, and he thinks about how she described the stars and wonders if it's like how the stars look in Alaska. And then he's like, gosh, I wish I could just like start the car back up and drive all the way to Alaska tonight to show her. But she has to go to school tomorrow. Uh, no, she, no, tomorrow's no, Saturday. Tomorrow's huh? the date. She has to go to whatever tomorrow with me. She has to be home so Charlie sees her. Um, and he's like, Charlie's going to be here in a few minutes. So unless you want to introduce us. And she's like, nope, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, of course. Okay. And she's like, do I get to ask questions tomorrow? And he's like, oh, definitely not. And she's like, what more could you possibly want to know about me? And he's like, you'll find Everything. <laughs> so he reaches across her, opens her door she gets a little heartbeat from that, mm-hmm. and they look at each other, and he's like, am I about to touch your face right now? <laughs> and then 
<sighs> Dang it. Of course. Of course. The black duo comes <laughs> driving along. He picks up a thought of the word vampire. Oh my gosh. So he hones in and there's someone thinking... It ought to be safe enough for the boy. No reason to run into any vampires here. Even if this is neutral territory, I hope I was right to bring him into town. And Edward's like, crap. And Bella's like, crap what? And he's like, ugh, just another complication. <laughs> the blacks turn onto their street and <laughs> as their headlights come upon Edward's car... Edward hears someone admiring his car. <laughs> oh, Jakey B. <laughs> this is our little baby Jakey. I know. Wow, is that an S60R? <laughs> I've never seen one in real life before. Jake. Cool. Wonder who drives one of those around here. That thing must tear up the road. Do you think that Jacob has a subscription to Car and Driver? <laughs> Did he, was he like Rebecca? Maybe. He calls her up. Can you just... Will you subscribe to car and driver and have it sent to the house and she was like yes jacob i will or does he just go to the website and print out a page at, well, while he's at school and then he goes home and reads it a page <laughs> at school maybe i don't know <laughs> really cute here's the thing if bella didn't exist edward and jacob would be oh my gosh. such good friends jacob immediately like i mean i meant to say edward immediately likes jacob yeah Without even meeting him, he's mm -hmm. like, oh, cool. Who's this guy? Yeah. Yep. He's like, I'm sure I would have enjoyed the knowledgeable interest another day. <laughs> um, but he just opens her door again, <laughs> leans far away, and he's like, Charlie's around the corner. So she jumps out, closes the door, and looks at the car that's pulling up. And it pulls up on the opposite side of the road from Edward so they can <laughs> see each other <laughs> and they just have a stare down and the second Billy looks oh at gosh. Edward he's like cold one vampire Billy, Billy almost poops his pants he does he has a complete freak out <laughs> <laughs> Edward just stares at him and he's like this must be Billy Black and that must be Jacob Black yeah and then Jacob thinks oh it's Bella and he's like yep <laughs> <laughs> And then he hears the way that Jacob is very excited to see Bella. And he's like, oh, well, she did more damage down in <laughs> Bush than she realizes. Oops. Um, Billy's thinking to himself, what is it doing here? What should I do? Oh, gosh. And Edward's like, we've been here for two years and we haven't done anything. And yet he's treating me as if we've been killing people on the reg. So Edward does the only thing he can think of to do in this moment, and he grins at him. <laughs> that is Edward's go-to reaction. <laughs> he doesn't know how to do anything else. I'll than just, just show like, my teeth. Show my scary teeth. <laughs> I don't care. I have gotten so many emails from so many Billy apologists, and I'm just like, no. Billy overreacts from day one about the Collins. Mm -hmm. The Collins have been there. They've lived there for two years. They were there for a long time before and they never once. So he has zero reason, zero reason other than they are cold ones to be scared of them. Mm -hmm. They have done nothing except for support the Forks community. Right. 
heal people. That's all the they've done and is keep to themselves <laughs> and support the Forks community. Honestly, it's so ridiculous. It's the same thing that happened mm-hmm. and happens every time there is a terrorist attack is suddenly we victimize the entire yeah. race or culture or you're so right country it's absolutely I mean here ridiculous. like the Collins are just like they are contributing to the economy <laughs> they are being nice to everybody they're oh my gosh and he just like takes one look at him and immediately is like they're bad mm-hmm. terrible here's a teenage kid he's 17 he's, <laughs> he's never eaten anybody the whole time I've ever known him any way. I don't like Billy. Edward is like, I shouldn't be too mean to him, though. So he just speeds away and notices that Jacob likes the sound of his tires. <laughs> <laughs> and Edward's like, they're only street legal by the smallest just degree. Barely street legal. <laughs> I don't even know what a non-street legal tire means. I don't know either. I don't I didn't speak know there car. were no- unlegal tires. Does it mean it's too wide? Because I know that like race cars have a, like a different shape and like bounce of a tire so that they can drive faster and turn more. Who even Is that notices what he did? these? <laughs> he was like, listen, Rosalie, I got to drive fast. Just, I want to be able to drive in forks, Mm -hmm. but fast. And so she's like, I know exactly what to do. (laughs) I know the exact line we can go up to before (laughs) Chief Swan will pull you over for it. (laughs) She does. (laughs) Speaking of Chief Swan, (laughs) this is the cutest thing he does in this chapter. He comes driving along, turns the corner. (laughs) Edward slows down when he sees Charlie. Is that bubble going so fast? (laughs) And then he looks over and he's like, Billy! <laughs> so cute. Really cute. I love it. Um, Edward drives two blocks away and then gets back into his usual tree. I love it so much. Completely soaked with rain. <laughs> and he's just, he has to listen to what's happening. And um, he's not getting anything from Charlie. Charlie's just happy. And so he's concentrating on Billy and Billy has a million questions running through his mind but he has he's not sure about what to do or if he should say anything to Charlie um he knows that Jacob and Bella are in the kitchen and that Jacob is infatuated with Bella she's so pretty um but he goes it was not hard to listen to his mind the way it was with Mike Newton or her other admirers there was something very engaging about Jacob Black's mind Pure and open. It reminded me a bit of Angela's, only not so demure. I felt suddenly sorry that this particular boy was born my enemy. His was the rare kind of mind that it was easy to be inside, restful almost. Jakey B. That's our boy. This is pre-puberty Jacob. (sighs) When he's just sweet and... (laughs) Oh, I just love him. I love little Jakey B. This is the guy that makes people want to be Team Jacob. Totally. This one. Mm-hmm. Um, he notices that there's a little bit of tension between Charlie and Billy um, and assumes it was from an old disagreement. Little does he know it was Charlie standing up for his dad. Oh, how beautiful Dr. Carlisle Cullen is <laughs> and how they should let him do anything he wants at any time. <laughs> have you you know the doctor 
right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get out of here about the doctor. <laughs> He's my boyfriend. Get out. I love it. Um, Jacob asks Bella who she was with. And he, she's like, oh, Edward Cullen. And he's like, oh, that's why my dad's being so weird. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, he doesn't like the Collins. And Jacob says, superstitious old man. And Edward's like, okay, yep. <laughs> I was exactly <laughs> right. Um, we should have been worried about the younger generation, not the older generation. Mm-hmm. So Bella and Jacob go into the front room. Bella's watching Billy the same way that Edward is watching Billy. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing happens. Billy doesn't say anything to Charlie about it. And they leave pretty early. And so Edward runs after them all the way to the treaty line to see <laughs> Literally if runs. they're going to turn around. Guys, he <laughs> runs, runs after them in their car. Yep. And um, he's like, I think it's fine. It was just the fact that he saw me made him wake out a little bit, but he's not going to act on it probably. So yeah. I think we're okay. Yeah. He was just a little freaked out to see Edward's teeth. I mean, who who wouldn't? <laughs> Honestly, they're terrifying. So straight and white. <laughs> a porcelain veneers on a 17-year-old? The audacity. What is the doctor doing? <laughs> um, And then Edward's like, even if we did break the treaty, there's nothing that they could do about it. And we're even stronger than we were before. Got okay. that little one, and you got the t- the, the tall, the scary one. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's like Carlisle would never allow us to enforce the treaty anyway. Um, and Edward decides to go and tell Carlisle about this, so he drives over to the hospital, and Carlisle luckily is getting to treat someone who has a deep puncture wound on their hand. That sounds like a good episode of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> it really does. Think <laughs> of this puncture wound. Here's what you see. The tendons. Yeah. The And he goes like this and you can see it <laughs> moving in the hand. Very cool episode Very cool. of Grey's. <laughs> and it was a delivery truck driver. Like, what were you delivering that punctured your hand? <laughs> do you think he came in with the implement in his hand? I, that's what you should do. And he just has to come in holding his arm straight up because he's got this huge thing going all the way through his Listen hand. Listen to me, people <laughs> of the world. If something punctures you in any place on your body leave it leave it there don't take it out if we've learned anything don't take it out from Derek Shepard and Meredith Gray you leave it in Mm -hmm. because sometimes you go you can stay alive long enough to have a goodbye before they they (laughs) before you bleed (laughs) out okay okay sorry um I wasn't gonna cry about (laughs) doctors too (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh so Edward's like, okay, Carlisle's busy. I'm just going to meet him in his office. He'll recognize my footsteps and my lack of heartbeat. (laughs) I know that I'm here and also that it's not an emergency. And so Carlisle follows him in and he's like, is everything all right? And he's like, yeah, I just want to let you know Billy Black saw me. (laughs) He didn't say anything to Charlie, but Carlisle's like, well, okay. And Edward's like, it's probably nothing. He just didn't expect to see me. Ever, like the council will talk him down they're not going to do anything about it <laughs> and Carlisle's like well you shouldn't think of it like that <laughs> even though they can't protect themselves they're not in any danger from us and Edward's like yeah I know of course they're not 
And so uh, Carlisle comes to the same conclusion that Edward did, which is just to, like, ignore it, basically. Yeah. yeah. And then Carl's like, so, Edward, um, are you going to, like, come home soon? <laughs> and Edward's like, oh, no, is Esme mad at me? Aww. And he's like, no, she just misses you. And he's like, okay, I'll go home right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And Carlisle says, thank you, son. <laughs> Imagine Esme. <laughs> Just, Carlisle, I miss Edward. <laughs> and Carlisle's like, I, I, will, know, I will talk to him. <laughs> so Edward leaves. Carlisle calls the house and is like, let me talk to your mom, Esme. And so Esme's like, hi, Carlisle. And he's like, Edward's on his way over. Make everyone else leave right now. <laughs> yes. He gets there. And she makes him change his clothes. She's like, I just finished the floor. Get off the floor with your wet clothes. Go change. Oh, it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. It's quiet. They sit down at the piano and they start playing. Ugh, mom vibes. This right? is mom goals for me. Yeah. And then they just sit and catch up. And she's like, how are you doing? And he's like, I don't know how I'm doing. <laughs> and... um. <laughs> he's like, it goes up and down. <laughs> and she's like, is that girl making you sad? And he's like, it's my fault. And she's like, no. Or he goes, it's not her fault. And she's like, well, it's not your fault either. And he's like, but I am a vampire. <laughs> and she's like, that's not your fault either. And he's like, well, do you blame Carlisle? And she's like, no, do you? And he's like, no. She's like, well, then why blame yourself? And he's like, huh, <laughs> good point, mom. She's like, I hate to see you suffer. And he's like, it's not all suffering. And she's like, well, she makes you happy. And he's like, yeah, she does make me happy. She does indeed. And she's like, well, okay, then. That's fine. Is it? He's <laughs> like, wait a minute. Is it? Yeah. Oh, honey. And then Esme thinks about Alice's visions And she knows about the bet, and she's very upset with Jasper and Rosalie about the bet. (laughs) And then she thinks to herself, what will it mean for him if she dies? And Edward stops playing the piano, and she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. And Edward's like, I I don't know. I I don't know how to move past that. I can't see anything beyond Bella. And then she comes, and she hugs him, and she's like, that's not going to happen. And he's like, I wish I could be sure... And while she's hugging him, he looks at her hands and he says they were like stone or they were stone too, but not, not a monster's hands. They were a mother's hands, kind and gentle. And she tells him that he won't hurt her. And he's like, okay, so you're betting against (laughs) Alice and Rose too. And she smacks him and she's like, don't make jokes. Um, but she's like, but, you know, when they do lose, I won't be mad if Emmett rubs it in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and Edward's like, oh, I'm sure he will. He won't disappoint you there. And she says, you won't disappoint me either, Edward. When the hard part is over, I think I'll love this girl. Mm-hmm. And Edward gives her an eyebrow raise. And she's <laughs> like, you wouldn't keep her away from me, would you? And he's like, now you sound like Alice. And then she says the best thing. I don't know why you fight her on anything. Easier to embrace the inevitable. 
Amen. <laughs> this thing that Alice has seen that Alice is carefully orchestrating uh-huh. and making happen because she wants to be best friends with Bella. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's easier to just go with it. Go Edward. with it. Don't fight it. Do not. Edward starts playing the piano again and says, you're right, I won't hurt her. And she says, of course you won't. She kept her arms around me, and after a few moments, I laid my head against the top of hers. She sighed and hugged me tighter. It made me feel vaguely childlike. As I had told Bella, I didn't have memories of being a child, nothing concrete. But there was a kind of sense memory in the feeling of her arms around me. My first mother must have held me, too. It must have comforted me in the same way. Edward, (laughs) (laughs) your first mom loved you so much that she begged the doctor to save you. That's the whole reason you're still alive and you get to meet Bella now. Because of your mom. (laughs) Your first mom. Uh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, are you going to go to her now? And he says, yes. And she's like, is that what you do all night? (laughs) It's like, yeah, I think and I burn and I listen. And she goes, I don't like that this causes you pain. And he says, that's the easiest part. It's nothing really. And she asks, and the hardest part? And he thinks about it. And he goes, I think it's that I can't be human with her. Oh, my god! That the best version is the one that is impossible. <laughs> and then he says, everything will be all right, Esme. It was so easy for me to lie to her. I was the only one who could ever lie in this house. And she says, yes, it will be. She couldn't be in better hands. I laughed again without humor, but I would try to prove my mother right. End of chapter. (laughs) Isn't that like every mama's boy to be like, I cannot disappoint my mother. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I cannot. That's how Mark is. You know, like he's an angel and he's very sweet. And a lot of the things that he does is because he knows that he can't disappoint his mom. And because of that, he feels that way about me. You know, right. he, like, he will act certain ways and do certain things because he doesn't want to disappoint me and make me sad. So it's not all bad to have somebody who loves their mama. Yep. It's very sweet. <laughs> Edward. Edward. I didn't think I'd cry about the mom section, but here we are. <laughs> it's so good. It's really sweet. Okay. Our sweet angel. Our sweet He baby. now has mama's blessing, and I feel like that's important to him. I don't think he realizes it, but I feel like knowing that Esme really trusts him this much has to be a little bit of like a, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. No, I <laughs> a little completely, boost. I completely agree. Yep. Yep. So thanks for hanging out with us, you guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening to me cry for the last hour. I for the last it. two years, practically. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening to our episode of Midnight Sun this week. We're happy to have you here and have a great week. And remember, whenever you see somebody that you haven't seen in a long time and you want to scare them, just give them a nice big smile. <laughs> cool. Hey. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. You've been remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. 
please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at RememberTwilightPodcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true.